pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Michael Jimenez. Halftime. Yes, sir. It's halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250. And now on 103.3 FM, we're on the go at com. My name is Michael Jimenez, your host from 12 to 2. Sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. It's going to be a fun show today because it's Tuesdays with Teague. What's going on, CT? Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, guys. Or you're, good afternoon, should I say. I know. You're in the studio, too. I, I know. I'm never in the studio. And, and it feels really different. It feels really good. I know. We're face-to-face now because normally you're doing this from home, but we're now yes. going to be doing Tuesdays face-to-face. I'm super excited about today's show. Yeah, if my microphone finally doesn't sound like I'm stuck in the 1980s, <laughs> so I cannot wait. Well, you can check out me and Carolina. We're on Facebook Live and on YouTube Live right now. Search for San Antonio Sports Star, like and subscribe, follow along, leave a comment or two. We'd be happy to read some along the way. We're also on Twitter. I'm at Mike ESPN SA. Carolina is at Carolina Teague underscore. Carl Schoening is producing this show. He's at Carl ESPN, Carl with a K. And the Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are open, 656 ESPN. We welcome your phone calls. Again, the Kielbasa Bacon phone lines at 656 ESPN. We've got a big show Lots to talk about. Obviously, we'll be talking about Tom Brady's retirement. That's going to lead the show. But at 12.15, a young Spurs star reportedly is still getting used to this city and doesn't know where to eat. Let's give him some pointers. Valentine's Day, fellas. Two-week warning. It's coming up. We're going to give you some do's and don'ts at 1 o'clock. And at 1.30, is it okay to cheer for two teams? I mean, I'll give you an example. If you're a Cowboy fan, can you adopt a team from the AFC can you have two favorite baseball teams? We'll get into that at 1.30. Again, Rihanna's pregnant. Man, yes. we need to get into Rihanna being pregnant. And why do old people keep winning the lottery? That is <laughs> pissing me off. But again, halftime goes from 12 to 2. My name's Michael Jimenez. Carolina Teague is here with me. But the big news of the day, it's official. Tom Brady is hanging them up. He has He's decided to retire after 22 seasons in the NFL what an incredible, incredible run that he had here in the NFL. Seven rings, but I'm taking a look at what he's done. He's 44 years old, and he's decided to hang them up. But some of the things that we talked about here is that he threw for a record 97,569 yards when you include the postseason. 710 touchdowns. The most games ever won by a player at 278. A record 67 game-winning drives. The oldest player to win an MVP award at 40. And he was sacked the most number of times also. 622 times. But what was so so funny, CT, Uh is that I was looking at that 
that record 97,569 yards. I had to calculate that. Uh-huh. That is 55 miles of throwing. Wow. That's like going from downtown San Antonio uh-huh. and throwing it all the way to downtown San Marcos. That's like going all the way around Loop 410 one and a quarter times. Uh-huh. Does he stop at Bucky's though? <laughs> That's a great That's point. That's what I want to know. Does he stop at Bucky's if he throws all the way to San Marcos? Does he stop at Bucky's? That's a very good point. I always stop at Bucky's. I mean, that I, is a that is a Texas rule that you must stop at Bucky's. There's some people who are anti Bucky's, and there's some people who are pro Bucky's. I'm pro Bucky all day long. <laughs> what do you think Tom Brady would be? You think Tom he'd be Brady, pro Brady, pro, pro Brady, pro Bucky? Oh yes, because he would be pro Bucky because Bucky's is the goat of gas, gas stations. stations. Yep. And he's the GOAT in the NFL. He issued out a statement saying, my playing career, quote, my playing career has been such a thrilling ride and far beyond my imagination and full of ups and downs. When you're in it every day, you really don't know what kind of ending it's going to have. As I sit here now, however, I think of all the great players and coaches I was privileged to play with and against, and the competition was fierce and, and deep, and in full caps, just how we like it. But the friendships and the relationships are just as fierce and deep. I will remember and cherish these memories and revisit them often. I feel like the luckiest person in the world, end quote. Again, Tom Brady, the GOAT, retiring at age 44, seven-time Super Bowl champion. Carolina, how will you remember the GOAT? I will remember him by, you know, just his incredible career as a totality. When he started with the NFL, he was sort of the underdog, you know, with his situation with the draft. And then you see him have this incredible career, play with the Patriots. I loved everything he did for that organization. And then when he leaves, then it becomes a narrative he had said in 2017 that he wants to play until he's 45 years old. And he almost made it to 45 Mm -hmm. years old. And when you think about a player playing at a high caliber level, over the age of 40, you don't really think that that's going to happen. But in Tom Brady's case, it does. And you, I always wonder why. And I like to watch Tom Brady interviews. It's because he keeps a clean diet. He's pretty much vegan for the most part. He trains at a highly competitive level. He's done an incredible job this entire time. I'm really proud of him. And, you know, I think one of the things that I'd like to point out is towards the end. He leaves the Patriots, goes to the Buccaneers, because, and that narrative was... Is he going to be successful without Bill Belichick? Mm-hmm. And then he wins the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. Absolutely amazing. I think that's one of the reasons why he ended up retiring, um, because he already accomplished what he wanted to do, which is he can do it without a machine behind him. And this is just pure competitiveness, sheer athleticism. Great job, Tom Brady. I'm really proud of you. We're never going to know what it's like to see Tom Brady play poorly. That'll never happen. We saw that with Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. I mean, Manning was out there probably a year or two too mm-hmm. long. Right. Now, Brady didn't leave on the top. You know, he didn't leave a champion. Uh, but his level of play was so high. He should be runner-up this year mm-hmm. in the MVP award. So he's still going out on top in a way as far as peak performance is concerned. But you mentioned a really good thing, Carolina, about how he was an underdog from the beginning. One of the biggest what-ifs in sports is what would have happened. What if... Drew Bledsoe had not gotten hurt Mm -hmm. and Tom Brady had not gotten that chance. Mm -hmm. Would he have been the GOAT? And for so many years, I refused to call Tom Brady the GOAT. I gave reason after reason after reason why I didn't want to call him. It was was haterade. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll call Uh, call it what it is. A lot of people hated Tom Brady. 
It, it and they drink a lot of haterade. Yeah. And I think it's because they really hate themselves on the inside. A lot of people they don't see the winner in Tom Brady. They just see somebody no. who's just highly why do why do people hate well, him so much? Well well, I don't think people hate him anymore. Right. I think he became a very beloved player after he left New England. I think there was a lot of uh, uh Patriots fatigue. Uh, uh-huh. a lot of a lot of it was him <laughs> just being lucky. Yeah. Because again, he put himself in position to, of greatness. But there were certain things going on, like the tuck rule, mm-hmm. and and you know the the defense is coming through for him, like like Seattle. Seattle should have ran the ball. Marshawn Lynch was one yard away from winning them a title, and there was that interception. So it just seemed like he was very fortunate. But the thing is, I was like, no, 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 Joe Montana's the goat. I kept on saying that up until about four or five years ago, and then he came back twenty eight to three against the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl, and at that point, I threw my hands up in the air and I said, you know what? He's the GOAT. You cannot deny it anymore. But one last thing, Carolina. Mm-hmm. When he went to Tampa Bay, he became a different person. The person that he was in New England, at, at least publicly, mm-hmm. was very reserved, didn't say a whole heck of a lot, goes to Tampa Bay away from the hoodie, away from Belichick, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's funny on TikTok. He's funny <laughs> on Instagram. He's funny on Twitter. And it's just so different. I started to embrace him, and I started to enjoy watching him play. And again, him winning in Tampa Bay really solidified it because he didn't need Belichick to win another ring. And you know what? I wanted to point out another reason why people may have hated Tom Brady. I don't think maybe they don't really hate themselves on the inside. Maybe it was haterade. But there was a whole deflate gate scandal, too. Yeah, that's right. That we forgot about. And in his career, I mean, it was scandal. It was, you know, greatness all wrapped up in one. And you said he didn't leave on a high note. But I think he did leave on a high note because he broke records this season you know, for passing and for touchdowns for yep. this season. So even though he didn't necessarily win a Super Bowl championship and he has never been the type of player to say, you know, I, I love my individual records. He was always more concerned about the wins and, and wins and the losses. Tom Brady still had left on a high note. He had one of the most spectacular seasons of his career. And I think this is the perfect way to, for him to leave. And he gets to go home and retire with a supermodel wife who's <laughs> exactly. just as rich as he is. Beautiful, rich. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. Congratulations <laughs> to Tom Brady. You are the GOAT. I hated saying that for so long, but I fell in love with you when you left New England. Came but to the other side. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a winner, man. It just uh-huh. is what it is. And it's so funny seeing him retire. And then it almost seemed like his essence uh-huh. kind of went to Joe Burrow a little bit. <laughs> Joe Burrow has a lot to catch up. If Joe Burrow does... Half of what Tom Brady can do, then he'll have a Hall of Fame career. Weird stat. Tom Brady threw more touchdown passes in his 40s than he did in his 20s. Wow. So then basically, we shouldn't be afraid to age. because we, Yeah, because we age like... If we want to age like anybody, we want to age like Tom Brady. We want to age like fine Mm -hmm. wine. We want to get better with time. Now, let me ask you this real fast. Okay. His retirement comes roughly about 48 hours after Adam Schefter reported that he was going to retire. Uh-huh. And then he had all of these people come out. Brady's uh, agent, Brady's father came out saying, no, 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 he hasn't made up his mind. Is Adam Schefter off the hook? Because he was getting roasted this entire weekend. Oh, yeah, he was getting cooked like a barbecue on on, on a barbecue grill. I think Adam Schefter, see, see, this is what I think. I think Adam Schefter, is, first of all, is a very credible source, number one. 
So I think what happened was maybe he really did hear that he was going to retire. But once he put the news out there, Tom Brady was like, hold up, homeboy. I'm going to pull this news back and I'm going to make you look stupid. Because if anybody's going to be announcing my retirement, it's not going to be you, Adam Schefter. It's going to be me. It's going to be on my terms. So I don't know who you think you are trying to get ahead of He's her. Adam Schefter, yeah, I, baby. Yeah, I know. So I, I would, if I, I'm Tom Brady, I'm holding it back. I'm like, leave me alone. Let me do it on my time. This was none of your business. I'm announcing it on my turn. So even though it was two days later, they still denied it, made him look stupid, made him look crazy, let him get skewered. And then he was like, okay, now it's all done with. Let me announce my retirement anyways. Yeah. Adam Schefter got roasted for two days in a row, but he was right all along. He was. He was right all along. So obviously he had the correct sources. Correct. It's one of those things, though, where I appreciate Adam Schefter and those who break stories. But sometimes there are certain stories that shouldn't be broken right. in and this, this is, way. This is one of them. And the, another one is like the NBA draft or the NFL draft where they put on Twitter. <laughs> you know, it's you know I'm watching on ESPN and it says that they have eight minutes to decide who to draft. <laughs> and, and they're over here saying, uh, you know, reportedly it's going to be this person. Yeah. You know, like I found out that Josh Primo was going to be drafted by the Spurs before it was announced on TV and it was anticlimactic. I actually love that. And I think if you guys don't have a Twitter and you guys are into sports, that's probably one of the best reasons why you should have a Twitter because if you're interested in the draft, you're going to know the answer because it's, it's Shams, uh, Shams, is it yeah, Sh- Shams? Sh- Shams and Woj. They add, have a competition every single year about who's going to get the draft <laughs> news first. And usually Woj wins, but it's like a really crazy competition and you love to see it because you get the news of who's going to get drafted first. But they're always right. They're always right. Like, that- I'm like, what are you, are you in the room or something? Like, are you, like, you know what I, are you invisible? Like, do you have a super I mean, like how that. they get those sources, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, what are you doing? Are you donating a kidney? Like, are you giving them money? Like, how do you get this information so quickly and before things strike? Like, you have to be a super true hustler to be able to do something like that. Nice. I noticed that you've put down Giselle Brady as yeah. your, uh, nice. That's not her real name. It's Giselle Bunchen, but I couldn't spell Bunchen. So I put Brady because I only had a few seconds left on the clock to log in. Yeah. So I just spelled Brady because that was easier for me. And, um, you know, I went to Judson High School. We didn't have the best of education. So me trying to spell Bunchin within like 30 seconds is really hard. <laughs> I'm mentioning her, her name that she put down for herself here. Again, we're live on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, we'll be talking more about Tom Brady in the one o'clock hour. But uh, let's have a fun story here. I know the Spurs are back in action tonight, taking on the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry is in town. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a fun game. But before yeah. we get into that, you showed me an article by Bruno Passos yes. from Pounding the Rock. Yep. A great piece that Bruno wrote regarding Devin Vassell and his growth and maturity as a player. Mm-hmm. And there was one point that you highlighted for me that said that Vassell did not know where to eat for the first year, year and a half that he was in San Antonio. And I'm thinking to myself, what, did Joshua <laughs> Primo have this issue? So reach out to us on Facebook Live, on YouTube Live, or Kielbasa Bacon phone lines of 656-ESPN. Where should we tell these guys to go eat? I mean, for if you, if you could take these guys out for lunch, and you were saying, I want to take you to a place that is San Antonio, uh-huh. where would you take them? Okay, first and foremost, I want to say that this is a great article by Bruno and Pontney the Rock, and it was very informative, all this yeah, information. Yeah, it was great. But the crazy thing is, out of all that, you and I were like, he don't know where to go eat in San Antonio. <laughs> we need to talk about this. It, here, let me tell you, if I had to take him anywhere, it would probably be Eric's Tacos on Nacogdoches. They kind of, they, you know, they've fallen a little bit off a little bit, but I think yeah. they still got good salsa. They have good 
tortillas. They have good asada meat. They have limonada that's homemade. I want to give him the real experience. You're going to have to sit outside um, with, no. by, a, by, a, by, you know, yeah, an altar. I think that's the true San Antonio taco experience. So I would take Devin Vassell to Eric's Tacos on Nacogdoches for sure. I would take them, Vassell, Joshua Primo. I would take them to Garcia's Mexican Restaurant on Fredericksburg Road. Don't know if you've ever been there. Uh -huh, uh -huh. It's on Fredericksburg. Going towards downtown near I-10. Oh, my God. The best enchiladas you'll ever have right there. You go there. This, there's a line leaving the building if you get there at 11.15. They open at 11. Wow. It's a small place. Maybe only 12 to 15 tables in there, but they're all taken by 11.05. And then you have to sit there and wait for 30 or 45 minutes. Wow. And the weird thing about those enchiladas there, they're not greasy. How do you make an enchilada that's not greasy? They also have really good brisket there. Wow. But uh, Sounds, I'm, You're making me hungry. And people are making recommendations here on Facebook Live right now. I saw someone say Chris Madrid. Chris Madrid. Yeah. Now, Chris Madrid is interesting because I went there since it reopened. It, it had a, a big fire there and closed down for a while. Have you been there since it reopened? I did. Well, actually, no. I was there post-fire when we were under the tent. So that was the last time yeah. I went there. I went under the tent. Um, I haven't been post-fired. I've kind of got scared a little bit. But they've always had good burgers. Can I ask you a question about Garcia's enchiladas? Because yes. I'm trying to find the best enchiladas in San Antonio. So I've been to Blanco Cafe, mm -hmm. and I Ooh. love their enchiladas there. Yes. Are these enchiladas, are they better than Blanco Cafe? I don't want to disrespect Blanco Cafe, uh -huh. okay, because they have the Fideo Loco there. Yes. That is amazing, yeah. okay? I love that. All props to Blanco Cafe. But yes, Garcia's is a little bit better. Wow. So I have to go. Yeah. It's kind of like if you're driving towards Sac. It's kind of in that area right there. But uh, Chris Hernandez is asking about Blanco Cafe. Nefo Zuna is on Facebook Live saying uh, Chris Madrid's or uh, Pete's Tacos. Uh, very, very cool. We need to get the Spurs together. They need to come kick it with us because they. I feel like if Devin Vassell and his family were to come out with us, we would take them to the best restaurants and they would know where everything is popping at. Seriously. Gabriel Chacon on Facebook would love to see to see the Spurs trying to sit down at Garcia's because it is a small place. <laughs> okay. I mean, it is a really small place, but uh, and it's only open for like lunch. Uh -huh. You know, you know it's good when they say, "Hey, we ain't we're, doing yeah, we, we ain't doing closed. dinner here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're sold out at three. Yeah, exactly. It's done. It's a wrap. Yeah. So no, I I agree. I really I think Devin Vassell could try some more places too. Um, there's so many great spots. Like if he wants a good ambiance, El Camino SA food trucks. Just go to the food truck spot, grab yourself something quick to eat. I've always been afraid of food trucks until most recently. There's a place really? called Area 51 on Petranco Road <laughs> uh -huh. where it has a bunch of food trucks there. I, I am now comfortable with food trucks. I, I why, for, why? What was what's the for issue? So, for so long, I was kind of afraid of them. They were kind of sketchy sometimes. You know, they're in the corner of a, they're inside the parking lot of an auto, of <laughs> auto, an auto zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. An auto zone. Yeah. You know, but that's the best. Those are the best ones. I know. Where uh, they don't have that much money to buy a restaurant, but they know how to throw it down in a food truck in the back. <laughs> that's why your food trucks are Are you best. calling me bougie? You're bougie. You're bougie for <laughs> well, real. No, you I, have to, why do you need to sit down? I can still... I can, why do you need an ambiance, Michael? I can do it now, but at the same time, it's like, here's my order. Come back in 20 minutes. I'm like, what am I going to do now? Hang out in my car and yeah. just play with my phone? Is yeah. that is that it? Learn, but, uh, watch a, learn something. I'm, Why don't you read a book I'm while you're not, waiting? <laughs> I am not super bougie anymore, but I do not recommend that the Spurs go hang out at an AutoZone, <laughs> at an O'Reilly's, 
you know, at a taco truck. No, there. they need to get the full. They need to do that. They need to take <laughs> themselves to the hood one time. <laughs> Nobody will recognize them. They're not going to stick out like a sore thumb. Just get it. Go ahead and chill there. What, okay, if you had to recommend a bougie restaurant, real talk, like bougie oh. restaurant for Devin Vassell, because we talk about all the hood spots. We always talk about those bougie restaurant in San Antonio. Where would you go? I'm a big fan of Bohannon's, if you consider Bohannon's bougie. Uh-huh. I mean, it yeah. is. It's right uh-huh. across the Majestic Theater. I tell you what, they have the best pecan pie I've ever had in my entire life. You would think <laughs> steaks, and you would think the sides and the drinks they have there. No, the pecan pie, which uh-huh. is weird, because when you picture pecan pie, you think it's a triangle, kind of like it's Thanksgiving. You know, you get it from Bill Miller's. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. Theirs is like a cylinder. It uh-huh. comes upward, and you have to dig into it. It's like a silo. Uh-huh. And, oh, man, that's the best pecan pie I've ever had. Yum, yum. What's your bougie go-to? I would say if I had to pick a bougie go-to, it would probably be Myron Steakhouse in New Braunfels. And the reason why is because I like to, when I go to bougie steakhouses, I like to judge them by their mac and cheese. Sometimes (laughs) they don't put enough Lowry's or salt in it. I don't know what they're doing. But if their mac and cheese is really good, then I like it. And they have a really yummy jalapeno mac and cheese, which I I don't like the thought of spicy stuff being in my mac and cheese. But it tastes really good. So I would recommend them go to Myron. So that's where I would take. Bougie spot. Bougie spot. Now, okay, last question about the Devin Fassell. Because we got to give him the full the full thing. Uh, where would you take him to eat breakfast? Oh, uh, dude, if it's a local place. Uh, man, I had Lupita's this morning uh-huh. over on Culebra Road. Yeah. So some place like Lupita's, uh, a, a taqueria. Uh-huh. You know, Taco Martinez, Lupita's, uh-huh. uh, just some place like that. I would take him to Pancake Joe's over there by the Jefferson <laughs> Bodega. <laughs> that place is pretty good. They got some good chocolate chip pancakes. So, yeah, I would take him to definitely Hood Spots for sure. Very nice. Yeah. Devin Vassell, Joshua Primo, we are here for you. Any of the Spurs, we're here for you when it comes to food recommendations. Speaking of the Spurs, back in action tonight against the Golden State Warriors. DeJounte Murray is back. Devin Vassell is playing. Derek White's playing. A lot of these guys who've been missing some time over the past week or two are all, are all coming back. There's a lot of injuries, though, going on with the Warriors. Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, James Wiseman, all out. So Clay Thompson is for sure out. He is for sure out, according Good. to Carl Schoening. Good. Told me earlier. It's a little bit of a revenge game going mm-hmm. on because, again, the Spurs might be 19-32, and 32, might be lottery-bound, but they went into Golden State back on December 4th mm-hmm. and ran them out of their gym, beat the Warriors 112 to 107. Absolutely. This is the second time they've played this season. Yeah. But man, we're welcoming Steph Curry who went off yesterday, more than 20 points in the fourth quarter. He had 40 last night as the Warriors beat the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Who you got tonight? Spurs okay. or Warriors? Well, last night it was crazy watching him go lights out in fourth quarter, 21 points. That was his career high, by the way, in the fourth quarter. Oh, really? Yeah, it was his career high. And the last time the Spurs met up with the Warriors, Clay Thompson was in playing as well. So that's why I was like, okay, it's a benefit that Clay Thompson is in playing, even though I want to see them play at the highest caliber possible with the best players on both sides. Um, it's a really tough call for me. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm just going to go for the home team. I'm going for the Spurs this time. Um, I think the Warriors could pop. I mean, even though they're six in a row and me saying that is kind of like, Ooh, why are you saying that? Girl? Mm-hmm. They're six in a row. Come on, girl. Get, figure it out. Yeah. But I feel like the Warriors are fatigued. They just played Houston yesterday. You're on I-10. You are tired. It's pos- a 30 minute flight. 
they, oh, they fly. I thought they were on the bus like Selena. <laughs> no. <they're... laughs> oh, okay. I thought they were driving. Okay. I thought th- I thought they drove to they San Antonio. To, they were going to stop at the Bucky's in Louis. Yeah, that's all what I was thinking. I thought they were going to stop at the bus. Okay, so because they're not driving. Well, you know, even though you get on an airplane, you don't you don't get jet lagged. Like, I mean, I'm you sure. You can't jet lag on a 30-minute flight. I mean, it's a, it's a longer drive home yeah. from here to Castroville, where, okay, I, where I live in so that now, area. Now that I have that narrative out of my head, I didn't think they'd fly to San Antonio. I thought they'd drive on a bus. <laughs> this isn't the movie Major League. They didn't stick them on a bus. <laughs> yeah, I know. The Rockford Peaches? No, this is not what that is. No. I, I, got the, I got the Warriors tonight. I am part of Team Tank. I did want the Spurs mm-hmm. to beat the Suns the other night. They played very well. Uh, but again, we're getting our guys back. DeJounte Murray, who's always flirting with a triple-double, will be back in silver and black for the Spurs. Derek White will be playing. Uh, no Zach Collins, though he got recalled to, to, to the big leagues. Right. He got recalled to the Spurs, right. but he's going to be reconditioning right now. But uh, again, back in action tonight. We'll talk more about the Spurs in the 1 o'clock hour. You know, who's going to be on the bench with the Spurs is Becky Hammond. Yes. You're right. Still, yes. still the assistant coach for the Spurs. But I wonder if during timeouts, she's thinking about what she's going to spend her money on because <laughs> it was just reported today exactly how much money she's going to be making as head coach and GM of the Las Vegas Aces. We're going to talk about that on the other side. Plus, Rihanna's pregnant. We're going to be breaking down some pop culture at 1245. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, and now on 103.3 FM. Upload a photo of what's on your grill and enter a description or recipe at sasportstar.com, and you could win a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market, winner chosen every Thursday at 6 on the Blitz. Welcome back to Halftime. On San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, now on 103.3 FM. I was super excited about that, Carolina. Carolina Teague is here. It's Tuesdays with Teague. What up? We have been on 94.5 for so long and now on 103.3. I'm excited about that because I was driving through Alamo Ranch the other day and 94.5 was a little bit staticky. But now 103.3 booms out several miles. So we're going deep south Texas now. We're going east side, west side, going towards New Braunfels. We're all over the place. We're taking over. We're worldwide. Have you felt that? I mean, Joe Ryanagle's here. Rudy J is here. Period. Carolina Teague is here. Period. I mean, we've had a lot of changes <laughs> over the course of the last six months since July. Good changes. And there's Good. more changes to come, including with this show. Wow. Yeah, this show is evolving. Yeah. You know, you know, it's it's kind of funny because I talk about sports, pop culture, and nostalgia, but we're really going to have that because now, not only are you here on Tuesday, but we there have the is. movie reviews on Wednesday. Rudy likes to play with us on Wednesday. You know, we have Lo from Energy 94.1 who comes on Fridays to talk about pop culture and, and music <laughs> and things like that. That is called a microphone, oh, Carolina. Yeah, I keep hitting the microphone. I'm not used to a microphone being in my face. I know. You typically have it. I, in the past, you had it like on the desk. Yeah, on the desk, and I keep smacking the microphone. Okay, so what you do is is give yourself some, some room right here and okay. quit playing with your hair. I know, but my hair just feels so good. You know, sometimes <laughs> you just want to touch yourself. Is it a nervous tick? You know, it is you a just... nervous tick, but, you know, I was trying to avoid saying that on air. Yeah, yeah. But since you called me out, yeah, it is a little nervous tick. Well, when you hit the microphone twice in 15 seconds, it needs to be called out. I know. Also needs to be called out was that during the commercial break, you wolfed down like 
four cookies. Okay, hold on. Wait a minute. I don't want everybody to think that I'm eating way too many cookies. I'm I've only, sorry. I only ate two cookies. Okay, so first of all, when it comes to a Girl Scout cookie, they may be small, but that is not a one-bite cookie, which is what you were doing. You did not, like, bite it in half <laughs> yeah. and then enjoy a second piece. You were, like, wolfing them down like they were Tic Tacs. One of uh one of my listeners that always listens to me when I'm on air always, you know, shows me love, came and brought me some Girl Scout Thin Mints. Those are my favorite Girl Scout cookies. Girl Scout cookies are totally, uh, I wouldn't say overrated. I'd say they're right where they need to be at with rankings. They're, yeah. they're up there. They're they're popular for a reason. They're I delicious. Am, I'm running an extra mile daily now because of Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> because my wife, we had a, this little girl shows up at our, our porch the other day i did not realize that she was buying so many mm-hmm. she's like i'm dropping off your your wife ordered cookies and i'm looking in the box it's like eight boxes right yeah dosey does got samoas and i know the, those aren't going to be the only eight because i wouldn't be suckered by somebody outside of walmart mm-hmm. you know and i was not gonna say suckered. i mean they, they the girls are out there they're raising money for a good they're cause hustling. they're hustling they're, i used to be a girl scout Really? I used to be a Girl Scout, and it was the best experience ever. Being a Girl Scout teaches you a lot about cookies, teaches you a lot about, you know, being a young businesswoman. So, you know, I just love all the little Girl Scouts. You know, they're out there hustling. And then we're not trying to sucker you in, Michael. We're trying to do our job, which no, is we're trying to hustle the, for co- we're trying to hustle cookies. The reason why I say sucker is because I used to always have that one excuse of like, yeah. of like oh, I don't have any cash on me. But they're like... We take they, card now. Yeah, they take card now. <laughs> they don't play. They take cash app, everything. Now, and and you know what? And I think we knew, like, as girls, as kids, we knew, like, you guys would buy the cookies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> do you know who's going to have a lot of money for cookies? Becky Hammond, assistant coach of the San Antonio Spurs, at least until the end of the season. Uh-huh. It was revealed today on The Athletic how much money she's going to be making, earning. Right. As GM and head coach of the Las Vegas Aces when she takes over. I mean, I guess in theory, she's already taken over right now mm-hmm. doing double duty there. Right. Over a million dollars wow. in salary. I don't know how much she was making in San Antonio. I just know for a fact it wasn't near a million dollars. So good for her. Very good for her. And, you know, I thought about good for her. And then I thought about she is the highest paid WNBA coach, um, you know, ever. One million dollars. So then I was like, well, what do men average as for coaching in the NBA? The lowest paid head coach in the NBA pulls in two million, which is still a million dollars more than Becky Hammond. However, um, in the NBA, they play 82 regular season games a year and the WNBA is about 36. So it's a very much shorter right. season. So I feel like, you know, at first I wanted to be like, well, women need to pay, be paid more. And, you know, eventually she will be if she has a successful career. But that's a good starting point. For somebody who's leaving the NBA, going to the WNBA, um, it's a great way to set the tone for you know higher pay for women. And I think that salary, uh, with the average of how many WNBA regular season games there are, I think that that's a good figure. I'm reading the uh, New York Daily News. Apparently, she was paid well. And I don't know if you know this, Carl, but uh, was she making about seven fifty with the Spurs? That's not about right. That's I a- do not know the details of any contracts off the top of my head. That's what the New York Daily News reported. Uh, most recently, uh, actually on December 31st, they reported that uh, because New York's WNBA team wanted Hammond and they were saying, hey, she's making 750 with the Spurs. But if she's making a million now, and as you're saying, it's a shorter season, mm-hmm. not as much travel going on. I mean, better quality of life. And hey, there's a lot more to do in Las Vegas compared to San Antonio. Absolutely. The taquerias aren't as good. No. But the nightlife and, and all that. Yeah. I mean, 
you can't really beat Vegas when it comes to that. No, you can't. But congratulations to yeah, her. Congratulations. You know, um, congratulations also in order to the Cincinnati Bengals and the LA Rams making it to Super Bowl 56 at SoFi. It's a home game. For the L.A. Rams. Crazy. Isn't that the first time? Second in... time. Last oh, year, time. Tampa was was a home game as well. The Bucks won wow. in Tampa. So it had, it had not happened in 50-some-odd years, and now it happens in back-to-back years. Wow. I didn't even realize last year was at home. I have the worst memory. Well, it's, it was a COVID year, so no one really Nobody cared, cared where it was. Yeah. There weren't parties going on last year or the year before when it came to the Super Bowl. So, right. But, man, um, taking a look at it, there's already one injury to look at. Uh-huh. The uh, Tyler Higby, who's the stud tight end for the Rams, might be a no-go for the Super Bowl. Right. He has a sprained MCL, and that might be a very, very, very big thing. Or I think it's a big thing. Yeah. Do you think, what, what do you think? Yeah, it is a big thing. And MCL sprains, I was looking, doing some research on this because I was wondering, you know, what is the status? What's going to happen? So MCL sprains, they're basically, there's three categories. Tier one, it's not that serious. It's just a sprain. You should be back in a few weeks and the doctors can probably do some work and you could possibly come back. Um, if you come back too soon from an MCL sprain, you could possibly tear your ACL, which is the big one, and you don't want to do that. Tier two, you most likely probably won't come back for the Super Bowl. Tier three, you need surgery. So they haven't really put a tier on how, uh, you know, how, how big this MCL sprain is, but this could possibly, you know, hurt the Rams in that tight end position. So, I mean, I don't know what to possibly think, but what I do know is, Tyler Higby, he needs to be careful with, and not come back too soon because you don't want that, you know, him to tear his meniscus even more and then possibly tear his ACL. I agree with you, but man, it's the Super Bowl. I mean, he has to, <laughs> he has to at least try to make a run at it. And there's a guy named Kendall Blanton. <laughs> Kendall Blanton, who filled in for Tyler Higby, had a big game. Uh-huh. Five catches for 57 yards yes. in the three quarters he played for Higby, yes, it was huge, and he hadn't played much of anything all season long, and all of a sudden, he's helping lead the Rams to the NFC Championship game or victory, victory, rather. yeah, and and they were saying that was one of his best games of his career. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere, so he really put in that next man up role. So if he is out, do you think that that's going to really hurt their chances, or do you think that you know based off of Kendall Blanton's, you know how he played, they should be fine filling in that role? Well, if you can get 75% of what Higby would give, I think you're perfectly fine. Uh-huh. Uh, Higby is a decent blocker, so I don't know how Blanton does at blocking. I think it is a big deal because that is Matthew Stafford's go-to guy if he can't find a receiver. Uh-huh. If Cup's not available, if Beckham's not there, he checks down to Higby every time. So it is a big loss. Man, but I'm I'm really falling in love with the Cincinnati Bengals team, and yeah. I have been since November Again, my daughter goes to LSU, so right. I'm a Joe Burrow guy. Yeah. And uh, at 1.30, we're going to talk about this. Is it okay to cheer for two teams? Uh-huh. You know, I'm a Saints fan. That yeah. is my team. Right. I ride or die with the Saints. But is it okay to, you know, flirt with the team in the other conference? I know Rudy J is a fan of the Chicago Bears uh-huh. and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh-huh. Is that a good thing? Can you like two teams in one league? We're going to talk about that at 1.30. Okay.
But, uh, but but what's can we also talk about what's your obsession with Louisiana? <laughs> well, like you yeah. like yeah? Can we talk about that too? Because I feel like you always talk about Louisiana. Love Louisiana. What are you from there? We need to figure that out too. Great place to visit, but wouldn't want to live there. So you don't you never you were not from there. No, you just gravitate naturally towards Louisiana things. It, it just things just happen. My <laughs> wife and I go to New Orleans at least twice a year now. But uh, hey, next time you're at HEB, do me a favor. Okay. Get a gallon of milk, turn it around, see if there's a missing photo of Jeff Garcia, <laughs> former quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, who has gone into hiding, apparently, uh-huh. because of all the backlash he has received. Because he went after Mina Kimes in a very sexist way, doing one of those things of, how can she be reporting on this? How can she be reporting on the NFL? Because she was saying that the... Niners were winning despite Jimmy G, not because of Jimmy G, and that Jimmy G wasn't playing very well. Which and is all true, this, all true, all true, all facts. And everyone yeah. else and their mama was saying that. Stephen A. Smith said that. Other talking heads on, on ESPN who both played in the NFL and didn't play in the NFL were all saying the exact same thing. Yeah, but she, he went after the woman, and now he has turned down, shut down his Instagram. His Twitter is now on private. What do you think is going to happen to Jeff Garcia in the future. Do you think he's going to be canceled out where he can't get a media gig, where he can't get a coaching gig? I mean, how far is this going to go for him? I have no idea. I just know that at the minimum, he probably owes her an apology, which he probably is not going to give because, I mean, look like when he recorded that original video, he was just chilling in his home or chilling in his mom's basement. I don't know where he was at, but it was just a regular video with Mina Kimes in the background. He shouldn't have said that. I think it wasn't what he's, I mean, well, what he said was really rude, by the way, but it's, <laughs> it's also how he said it, too. He called her some names. Yeah. I was like, dang, like, again, you don't like her takes, but can you, like, chill out with the name calling homeboy? Because he was also part of, NF, uh, like, NFL Network, too, or something like that. He also had his, you know, moments as an analyst on air. You would think you'd have some composure with yourself, and he didn't. And now look at him. He's shutting down his comments, and Kat's apparently got his tongue because we ain't heard from him since. And exactly. Just be proud of what you said. I would I would respect it more if he just doubled down on it. It's just one of those things where I'm not saying that I respect Yeah, I would have respected, period. Like, if you say stupid stuff, like, you just, you're no, just stupid. No, but, but at the same time, you know... <laughs> Him just going away and hiding and hoping that it all goes away. Coward. Coward. He is a coward. Coward. Okay, so maybe I won't respect him more, but I wouldn't consider him a coward. Probably a poor choice of words. Uh But you know what really upsets me? Is that he's one of the few Mexicano quarterbacks that have been out there and been successful. We don't claim him. No, but but I did claim him. (laughs) Do you unclaim him now? You know, around 2005-ish, I don't know what year it was, around there, (laughs) there was a time where there were four... Mexican quarterbacks <laughs> who were good in the NFL. Rare. And right now, are there any? I mean, are there any backups? Because back then, we had Jeff Garcia with the Niners, Tony Roma with the Cowboys, uh-huh. Mark Sanchez with the Jets. <laughs> Again, he became a joke later and, on, yeah, but he yeah, let yeah. them. He had success there yeah. for a while. Yeah. And Mark Bolger of the Rams, all were Mexicanos, all were stars at the same time in the NFL. And I kind of feel like that gets glossed over and people don't realize it. Well, we still got Tony Romo. Yeah, Tony Romo's decent. Like he's a good analyst. He doesn't say crazy stuff. And you know, I think he was a great quarterback for the Cowboys. And he had O line that was hard. Like you know, it was because of the O line that he had issues. But looking at Jeff Garcia, do you unclaim him? Yeah, man, I have to unclaim him. But I will say this: everyone talks about Romo, and they're like, "Yeah, but he didn't take it seriously, and he went to Cabo with Jessica Simpson." I was like, "Dude, so would I? I Someone who wouldn't? Exactly. (laughs) I I would have done the same thing." And speaking of. Female pop stars, when we come back, Rihanna, 
She's expecting. We'll talk about her pregnancy. Why do old people keep winning the lottery? It's starting to <laughs> piss me off. We have Valentine's Day do's and don'ts at 1 o'clock, and we'll talk more about Brady, more about the Spurs in the 1 o'clock hour. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. This is Jason Minnick. You're listening to San Antonio Sports Star ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, and now on 103.3 FM. Pop star Rihanna is pregnant. Carolina Teague is here with me for hey. Tuesdays with the Teague. Yep, it, Tuesdays with Teague. I don't know. All I know about life right now is that Rihanna's child is going to be beautiful. Oh. Boy <laughs> or girl. Because Rihanna... Is the most gorgeous woman you've ever laid eyes on. No, that would be my wife, Rihanna's oh. part two. Okay, okay, okay. See, because I, I, the do's and don'ts of Valentine's Day coming up at one o'clock. <laughs> you don't want to set yourself up. <laughs> exactly. But no, I have, I have seen Rihanna in person. She is just stunning. But uh, it was announced yesterday that she's expecting. There were some photos out there in New York City of her wearing this beautiful pink jacket with the baby bump sticking out. And the daddy is not the billionaire that she dated for three years. Nope. It is rapper ASAP Rocky. Rocky. Uh-huh. Yeah. Your thoughts? I'm happy for her. She looked really beautiful in her pregnancy photos. I'm just actually kind of a little bit sad, to be honest with you, because I'm actually wearing Rihanna's makeup right now. I'm wearing a fancy beauty. So I'm a huge fan of her makeup line. She has a, does a great job. But we were all waiting for her album. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're going to get our album anytime soon. The last album that she had was about five years ago, and it was a banger from top to bottom. And I think this time uh, we're going to have to wait even longer because she's pregnant. Yeah. Rihanna's amazing. You know, she's arguably one of the most successful artists of the last 20 years of this century. Yeah. Rudy J and I were going through it uh, recently. Like Adele's been really big. Beyonce's yeah. been really big. Uh, Taylor Swift has been big. But it, but Rihanna's up there as well. She's, I mean, she's and, top top five of my artists, women artists. And it's amazing not only all the hits that she has, but songs that she has turned down that became hits for Sia, became hits for Selena Gomez, and a bunch of others because she was like, "No, nah, doesn't fit me, uh-huh. doesn't fit me." But it would have been a it would have been a hit with her. But again, right. she's expecting a child with ASAP Rocky. Uh, I like ASAP. I'm not going to say that I like all his music. But there's a couple of songs out there that I do like. And he was most recently, about a year ago, on Saturday Night Live, he was in a, a skit with Childish Gambino uh, when they made fun of the band Migos. Uh-huh. Uh, but that was really good. But uh, congratulations to them. You know, it's it's one of those things, you know, money does not buy happiness. She had enough money on her as as it was on her own. She did not need a billionaire she didn't need a to man. be the dad. She didn't no. need a man. She, didn't need, she don't need anything from anybody. But she found her happiness and I'm really happy for her. ASAP Rocky, I think he's a great boyfriend. He said it, that was the love of his life. So oh, I'm really and, happy for them. And the one that's getting clowned right now is Drake. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drake has had a crush on her basically since he was uh, a teenager. Yeah, they've had like a little tiny like flirty type of friendship dating thing going on. They never officially dated dated, but mm-hmm. they did have like a flirty friendship. And there was rumors that they dated. But when it comes to Drake, like Drake is a, I feel like Drake is a, total bachelor 
Yeah. Like when I look at Drake. So if he really wanted to be with Rihanna, he could have been with Rihanna if he really would have just settled down and stopped womanizing, which I don't blame him for womanizing. Like he's a rapper. He's got all this money. He has a nice mansion. But he really fumbled the bag by not bagging Rihanna. He is the Derek Jeter of music. And you know what? More power to him. It just, it just kind of is what it is. But man, another story, kind of a, a, a wacky story that's out there. And it's not so much wacky because we hear it all the time, but it kind of annoyed me this morning when I read it. A 74-year-old man from Macomb, Michigan, won the lottery twice this week. Yeah. Okay, now the first time he won it, it's fine. Yeah. Okay, he did a scratch-off, won 500 bucks. <laughs> Took 350 bucks, put it in his pocket. Now, mind you, again, this guy is 74 years old. Took 350, put it in his pocket, got out that 150 that he won, decided that he was going to buy five scratch-offs that were $30 each, so 150 bucks. The first one he scratched off, got nothing. Second one, nothing. Third one, nothing. Fourth one, nothing. He's going through the last one, and it was a $4 million jackpot. Carolina, why do old people keep winning the lottery, man? <laughs> what are they going to do with this money? I mean, first of all, I think... Age is nothing but a number. You're as old as you feel. So how old does this man really feel? Number well, one. I'm sure he feels young and healthy feels, yeah, now. Yeah, young and healthy now. He's going to be young on, yeah, like um, taking trips. You know, <laughs> I would do the same thing. Um, I don't know. I feel like he's, why do people, I feel like it's always the people who don't really need the money. Yeah. They win the money. Like, for example, that um, Bleacher Report reported that that guy, he gambled $5,000 that all four conference champion or the four conference champion play um, teams that would go to the conference yeah. champions. And then he re did the $5,000 and he ended up winning um, like 160000 or $560,000. And I'm like, why does this happen? And then you look at his house and he's like totally rich already. And I'm like, why does this happen to the people who already have money? Why can't it happen to me? I want it. I want it to be me. I want to win the lottery, and I play Texas Two Step religiously. <laughs> Real fast, I never I, win anything. I gotta ask you, what's the most you've ever won? I don't think I've ever won anything past twenty bucks. Past twenty bucks, and I've been playing for a really long time. Okay, so quick little story. Uh, back when I was in college, I think I worked at Target at the time. I went to this little gas station, little little rink-a-dink one called Fina, and I I went over there and I got a, a couple of scratch offs, and I got a muffin, and a Diet Coke or something, right? Mm -hmm. I ended up winning five bucks. Wow. Went back the next day. Same thing. Got my muffin. Got my Coke. Cashed out the five. I won 10. The next day, same scenario. Won 20. Then I won 50. Then I won 100. <laughs> went to 250. And then I won 500. All in the over the course of about a week and a half. Wow. Every time I went to cash it in, I won again. And it was always a higher increment. See, you know, that, Since that, that never day, happens to me. I was about 20 years old then. 44 years old now, 24 years later, I haven't won jack in the lottery. At least you won something. But I, There's I mean, a, some of us who try to play, and we never win anything. We barely win our ticket money back sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I play all the time. When is it going to be my day? Do you know what when is it going to be my turn? Well, I mean, you know, and you know, it's you look at sl slot machines are also that way as well. I mean, the, the most I've ever won in Vegas in one hand or anything is about twelve or fourteen hundred dollars. But we have another hour of halftime to go here on San Antonio Sports Star. When we come back, the do's and don'ts of Valentine's Day. You know, the NFL Pro Bowl is a joke, and the Bra the GOAT, Tom Brady, has retired. This is halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM twelve fifty and one oh three three FM. Michael Jimenez. Halftime.
It's hour number two of halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. We're on the go at com. My name's Michael Jimenez, your host from 12 to 2. If you're following along on Facebook or on YouTube, you see the smiling face of Carolina Teague. It's Tuesdays with Teague. Ooh, ooh. This has been a fun show. It has flown by. That first hour went by super quick. Fast. Do you know what's going by super quick as well? Those cookies. You're now on oh, cookie number four. I'm on I, co- uh, no, I'm on cookie number three. Everybody's going to think I eat too many cookies. You need to keep the most accurate count of how many cookies I'm eating. It's three Thin mints. All right, all right, girl. It says four is a serving, which I was a little bit surprised by. I thought a serving <laughs> would be like two, and I grabbed it. I was like, okay, she's still technically on serving number one. Yes. But you were on track to have six for the day. Wait. For how, the show. How, how do you, and I don't know if you had any before you came in here, and I don't know if you're going to have any tonight when you're, like, falling asleep. Yeah. You know what? I Okay. You probably are right. I'm probably going to have, like, three more by the rest of the evening. Three more. I'm already on three right now, and I know it probably seems like I'm a little bit ahead of, you know, six. But <laughs> I think I think I'm probably gonna kill about three more. I'm you probably and it, because they're so good. I love like this is my favorite time of the year, Girl Scout cookie time. I've been going to the Culebra Meat Market on Petrenko Road and just buying paletas every other day because it's low cal, and there's a chocolate one out there that is delicious. I mean, I, I was like, I wanted to go back and get a second or third one. If they were open yeah. at nine o'clock last night, I would have gone back and gotten a second one. Cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to slim down still. I'm on that yo-yo diet thing where, you know, I lost 28 pounds uh-huh. and then I gained half of it back and then I've lost most of it back. And now I'm still down 21, 22 for the year or for the last nine months or so, you know, it's, it's an ongoing battle. It is. And it's the same thing for me too. Like I had gained seven pounds. And then I lost the seven again. And now with these thin mints, I'm probably going to go up another three. <laughs> I don't know. Because I feel like, you know, it comes in periods for me. Like, especially during wintertime, I'm always eating tamales. I'm always eating, you know, all the great things that we like to eat during Christmas, Thanksgiving, all that stuff. So I will have no more we tamales. We need to, to keep each other on track. No more tamales until November. I am done. Yeah, me too. I'm done too. We need to keep each other on track. That's it. Like we need to hold every Tuesday. We're going to hold each other accountable. There you go. We're going to look each other in the eye and we're going to tell each other we we can't do this to us no more. And the next time somebody brings me cookies, you have to take them from me. You have to take them from me because they're so delicious, but I can't. That does me no good because then I'm going to eat them. Yeah, I know. But they're I know. And they're really good. And. One of my listeners brought them. So I have to eat them. Yeah. Mario Cavazos on Facebook says, eat as many as you like. YOLO. Exactly. If you want to talk to us, the Kobasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656-ESPN. My Twitter handle is at MikeESPNSA. Carolina is at CarolinaTeague underscore. Carl Schoening is producing the show. He's at Carl ESPN, Carl with a K. Again, we go till 2 o'clock, sports, pop culture, nostalgia. We just like to have fun here. Yeah. I mean, th- I mean, it's lunchtime. It's People- lunchtime. I mean, how many how many sports desks can we drill in your head? Seriously. Yeah. This is this is You just- heard it all already. It's fun. This right. is fun. People are out at lunch. People are in drive throughs right now. Mm-hmm. People are in warehouses, are in offices. We have a lot of truck drivers who listen to the show as well. Yeah. They don't want to hear the same thing all the time. This is a family here. And one of the things, though, I mean, you have to understand. I mean, because we're on San Antonio Sports Star, I would say that probably 75, 80% of our audience, probably guys. 
Uh-huh. Probably dudes. Yeah. Out and about. I'm going to go ahead and say 90. Okay. You, you might be right. <laughs> I'm going to say you 90. Might be, you might be right. <laughs> though, I, though I was told by a friend's wife the other day that she likes this show because it's not all about sports. She feels like she can be included because she's not that big of a sports fan like you. And she's like, hey, they talk about other things. Talk oh. about Rihanna. Talk about music. Talk about movies and streaming and stuff like that. And she is included. She is she included. She is included. This is a show for everybody. This isn't a show for... You know, just men, just women. This is a show for all of us. We've all had these experiences in life, like yo-yo dieting. Like, Mm -hmm. this is all of us. (laughs) Now, if you take a look at the calendar right now, it is February 1st, which means... Rent's due. (laughs) Rent's due. But also, in two weeks, love is due. Because on the 14th, it's Valentine's Day. Two-week warning. Actually, less than two-week warning. What are the do's and don'ts? Because... James Pledger walked in here when I told him we wanted to talk about this today. He goes, no gas station roses. <laughs> That's a don't. But yeah. what are what are the do's and don'ts? Uh, for me, the do's of Valentine's Day is do take me out to eat because I'm hungry. Now, does it have to be on Valentine's Day? Because it's going to be packed. packed. Okay, so here's the trick. Okay, about a week ago, if you guys are hearing this now, y'all are already late. Book a reservation if you want to take them to a nice dinner. My reservation's already booked, okay? So if you want to take that extra step as a man, book the reservation at least three weeks in advance so that way you're not scrambling at a Chili's waiting 45 <laughs> minutes to get a two for 20. Oh, a two for 20. I, yeah. I love but it comes with a skillet cookie. So <laughs> Valentine's Day is on a Monday. So is it okay to have it on the Friday before, the Saturday before, or the Sunday? Does it have to be on Monday? So here's the thing about, yeah, and it could be, right? You could do it the day before, but the thing about this particular Valentine's Day is that the day before is the Super Bowl. So you got Super Bowl Ooh. Sunday. Yeah, Super Bowl Sunday. Ooh. And I know y'all men, y'all not going to be paying attention to your woman on Super oh, Bowl Sunday. we going to Sunday brunch. Yeah, gonna, yeah especially, especially the men who are listening to this show. <laughs> they're not going to be paying attention to Valentine's Day, Super Bowl Sunday. So if you thought, hey, maybe I could take them out Sunday because I got to go to work on Monday it can't happen it's Super Bowl Sunday now if your woman likes sports like me that's cool and that's cute and we enjoy Super Bowl too just as much as you guys do but make a little bit of time to give us that extra love for Valentine's Day one last question about this okay now it's understood that if you are in a committed relationship you know married boyfriend girlfriend whatever Uh that you do something for Valentine's Day a lot of people are reaching out to us on Twitter saying, don't fall for the don't get me anything. You have to get them something. Even if they say don't spend the money, even if they... Now, you don't have to break the bank. You got to do at least a little something. Right. But what about our guys out there who have been dating somebody for a month mm-hmm. or or have been out on four or five dates? What is to be expected from a female perspective? Let's say you started dating some guy. You met him at a Christmas party, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you've been dating for four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing too serious or anything like that. It's not exclusive, but it's been four to six weeks. Yeah. Are you expecting a gift? Um, I'm not expecting a gift, but I am expecting you to take me out to eat because I'm hungry. Like, but, I, it's, but, but it's Valentine's Day. Okay, okay. So if I want something special, and it's got to be expensive. Now, is a two for maybe, twenty a Chili's okay? In it that? would be cute. Like if you surprise me with tickets, like to a game or something. Like I got you this for Valentine's Day, babe. We're going to. We're going to the Spurs game together. I think you would love this. And, oh, yeah, I do love it. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day. That's our next date. 
And uh, and that, I think that would be great. And then also uh, getting laid. You need to get laid on <laughs> Valentine's Day too. That is a given. You can't right forget. There. You can't forget that. <laughs> well, that's Father's Day. <laughs> but uh, wrong day. But I will accept it. Uh, but one of the things also is that do you need to have flowers? Because what if somebody doesn't like roses? Because I hear that sometimes. I, that's I. I'm not. I'm not a girl. And you know what? I'm not a girl that is like I don't like roses. I love roses. But, but roses Give me are roses. marked up, man. I mean, it's cutthroat right now. Yeah. You could get. You could go to H E B right now, typically, and get a dozen roses for like maybe thirty bucks. Yeah. But no, it's Valentine's Day, and therefore it's now a hundred dollars a bouquet. <laughs> Come on, there's got to be. What kind of roses a... are you buying? You uh, buy the long stem roses in a vase? Well, you that... have to do something. Just get the regular bouquet over there on the side of HEV that's like twelve ninety. See, what you need is have that good neighborhood little florist there that you know that takes care of you, that know that uh-huh. won't gouge your eyes out, won't just like, I mean, basically just put a gun to my head and take my wallet at this point. And they got those uh, tents outside those uh, on the streets oh, yeah. that have last minute Valentine <laughs> roses and bears and stuff like that. You can do that too. Uh, I know. And, and they're do- usually like 15 bucks a basket. And if they're smart, they have some Girl Scout cookies there being sold as well because again, we're all going to be hitting up those places. But again, you have 13 days, gentlemen, do something plan something book your reservations now this is covid season and right now everything's getting booked out for valentine's mm-hmm. day it, it it does you know what it does kind of suck to go out to eat some people are like me too like sometimes i just want something home cooked and just something intimate now i have uh 11 days separate valentine's day from my 10-year wedding anniversary no why would you do the that 25th and uh so we <laughs> we booked our trip we finally decided i told her told my wife selena anywhere you want to go in the united states just let's just get a ticket and let's just go anywhere you want to go. She could have chosen New York, could have chosen Miami, could have chosen L.A. or San Diego, Vegas. She chose Seattle. Wow. I've never been to the Pacific Northwest. She's uh-huh. never been there either. It's going to be pretty exciting. So it's a little bit different because I'm trying to get it in my head. It's not like Paris or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the Caribbean. We're not on the beach somewhere. Right. We're going to Seattle. Well, you know, one of my good friends, Gylan, he's there right now in Seattle. And um, you could do a lot of cool things out there. They have a really a lot of tourist destination spots, great sightseeing. Mm-hmm. And if you're a coffee lover, you should just go get some oh, coffee. Oh, she is a coffee lover. Yeah. So I think you guys will have fun. I think is that for and you said that's for the anniversary. Is that anniversary slash Valentine's Day? No. Do you combine your Valentine's Day with your anniversary? You know, my wife is not somebody who's bougie at all. She's anti bougie. Uh And uh, but it's one of those things where I have to do it. Even if she says no, I have to do it. She said no for Christmas this year. Uh And all of a sudden I got a bunch of gifts and I'm glad I got her stuff because, again, you cannot take no for an answer when it comes to gifts. Let me tell you a secret. With all my girlfriends, I have some of the girlfriends who always say uh, they always tell their man no and they don't get anything. And then they're sad about it. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Get them some Girl Scout cookies at the very least. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, we go till 12 to 2. Again, sports, pop culture and nostalgia. Now, the Super Bowl is next weekend. Completely forgot that it's the day before Thanksgiving. I mean, I mean, Valentine's Day. (laughs) It's a different holiday. Same difference. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You are a big fat turkey. if You don't get your girl something. Uh, but I'm not used to that because we had a 17 game season this year for the first time ever, which pushed it back. Right. So now we have the Pro Bowl this weekend. Uh-huh. And man, it's the biggest joke of a game. I do not want to watch the Pro Bowl. I will spend zero minutes watching the Pro Bowl because the stars aren't going to be there. Uh-huh. Aaron Rodgers, 
Not there. Not there. Tom Brady, not there. Replaced by Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins. At any point in this season, did you think Russell Wilson was a pro bowler? At any point this season, did you think that Kirk Cousins was a pro bowler? No. No. Terrible quarterbacks from terrible teams. Okay, Russell Wilson is Russell not a terrible quarterback. He's not a terrible quarterback. He's a bad Kirk, team, Kirk bad Cousins, situation. Yes. Okay, sli- Okay. both of them have regressed down to being average quarterbacks. But they're the quarterbacks for the NFC, along with Kyler Murray, who's really good. Yeah, but that, he's the, good. But these guys shouldn't be in there. I mean, what are your thoughts of Aaron Rodgers not showing up? Tom Brady, who just retired today, not showing up. It would have been nice to see him out there. It would have been nice to see him out there, but I feel like you risk injuries. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily as worse. They don't play defense. Yeah, they don't really play defense. I mean, it's kind of like a you know, offensive show. But I'm not really interested in the Pro Bowl, honestly, because I don't like games that don't count. Mm-hmm. I like games that count. The Pro Bowl, it doesn't count. So, I mean, I guess I could watch it if I'm bored. And I sometimes do watch it because I am bored. But because it doesn't count, my emotions, me personally, I don't get heavily invested into the Pro Bowl. So I'm like, no, I don't like the Pro Bowl. I'm with you. I think it's overrated. The only thing is I bet you the parties in Vegas that day are <laughs> going to be jumping in... with all the celebrities and all the athletes. I mean, it used to be in Hawaii for all of these years, but now it's in Vegas this yeah. year. Kobasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656 ESPN if you want to talk to us about any of the topics that we've discussed today. Uh, hey, a cowboy got added to the NFC roster, C.D. Lamb. Wow. And his 1,100 yards receiving was added on last minute. Also added last minute, Mac Jones, quarterback of the New England Patriots. The guy who, I guess you could say, succeeded Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Amazing. Tom Brady retired today after 22 seasons, seven Super Bowl rings. And it's one of those things. He basically has every important record for a quarterback in the NFL. But uh, it was it's one of those things where we heard over the weekend from Adam Schefter and all these reports that he was going to make the announcement. And he did finally make that announcement today. A lot of, uh, you know, misinformation out there, but actually it wasn't misinformation. It was the correct information from the get go. But Brady finally made that decision today. Yeah. And it's it should, like I said earlier, I mean, it should have been his decision. I mean, he, you know, Adam Schefter pulled the trigger too early. And I think for, like you said earlier, and I'm going to agree with you on this too, these big moments, why don't the reporters just back up just a little bit? You don't have to. I mean, Adam Schefter's already an established reporter, breaking news all the time. Did you have to break this story first? I know. Did you? And and you would think that you would let the champ, the most decorated, one of the most decorated quarterbacks of all time, you would think you would let him make his own decision, but people are so greedy and they're so news hungry for you know instant gratification and quick news if it hadn't happened this way do you think brady would have retired in a different way with like an announcement or a a news special or something like that i mean i'm not saying like the lebron james the decision decision is dramatic but i mean let's look back at tim duncan when duncan retired he sent in a fax to the team that was his announcement and he just rode off into the sunset did not care to address the media and then ultimately he did later on down the road but Brady, I got a feeling that Brady would have done something different besides an Instagram post, besides a tweet. Why do you feel like that? I'm not saying that he wanted it to be about him, mm-hmm. but I think it would have been something where he would have done a better job of addressing his teammates, both in Tampa Bay and in New England. Mm-hmm. I think he could have expressed gratitude better to Belichick because in the statements that he did, 
I mean, he thanked his teammates and all that stuff, but he didn't name anybody in particular. He didn't say Rob Gronkowski's name or Belichick's name or or anybody, Teddy Bruschi or whoever. It was it was just a very vanilla, generic way of retiring. And then he goes off and finishes it by talking about his businesses and that he has other ventures that he's looking forward to and spending time with family and things like that. I just think he would have done it differently. I think he would have had... It would have been nice to have seen a press conference where he answered some questions. He didn't even have to answer questions. Mm-hmm. Just have a press conference where you're just, you know, showing emotion mm-hmm. for once because he's been a robot <laughs> for so long. Well, I mean, he's, a, he's is, an this, assassin. This is the perfect way to go out then. Very robotic, very just making a statement and that's it. Yeah. Maybe this is on brand for Tom Brady. Maybe he just wanted to make a statement and piece himself out. But also maybe down the line he will answer the questions that you want so desperately answered. And I think, you know, he made some little small comments about, you know, you know, like I said, this, he didn't really touch base on Bill Belichick, all his teammates and anything like that. But um, I do believe that Tom Brady, you know, he'd be talking forever if he talked about all the players that were instrumental in his career. I agree. Gylan Jackson reaches out on Facebook Live and says, the GOAT, Tom Brady, why steal his thunder? Stop breaking the news. Why? I think there's a time and place for breaking news. Uh-huh. And I think that if Brady, because you know that, that Schefter has the ability to reach out to Tom Brady. Uh-huh. If Brady had come back and said, hey, I am retiring, but I want to break the news myself, I think Schefter at that point should have just respected that. Right Now, there was a second reporter involved with, with this as well that I believe is outside of ESPN. So really, there was two people on it. Okay, so there was another snake in the grass. Yes, but at the same time, I think it's 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 one of the things where I think this stains Adam Schefter, even though he was right. And I like Schefter. If you've heard the stories about about him on HBO Sports, uh-huh. um, on Real Sports, they talk about the fact that you know he works from home. You know, the, the whole set that he has going on uh-huh. is a closet in his house. Uh-huh. Uh, it talks about the fact that his wife uh, was a widow. Her her husband died in nine eleven. So there's a lot of good things to like about Adam Schefter and, and, and how he respects the household that they were at and, and that, you know, it's a great story if you ever watch on HBO Real Sports. But uh, he seems to be a really, really good guy, really nice guy when it comes to things, a hard worker, obviously. But at some point, you didn't know your time and place, and this was not the one to do it on. Yeah, he was a he missed the mark on this particular announcement, and I agree with you, and I agree with Guyland too. He did steal his thunder. I feel like this is the equivalent of proposing to somebody at somebody else's wedding. Why are you why are you doing this? Why are you trying to steal the the thunder and make this about you and your What if it was a no? What if it was a no? Then it'd be even what, the proposal? Yeah. Then you'd look extra stupid. Yeah, speaking about weddings, by the way, (laughs) I was reading uh, an article today about a couple that got married up in the northeast, I believe is in Rhode Island. Uh And they were determined to get married on the day that they chose, which, which was this past weekend, it was an outdoor we- wedding. They still married outdoors, even though it was in a blizzard. Oh, my God. Are you serious? And they were like, this is the day we chose. I'm like, well, why are you choosing a day outside in Ro- Rhode Island uh-huh. in late January? Right. And the, the photos and videos of these people at, like, I, I don't know where it was, like a library. I think it's where they got outside of a library. They got married. And it's just like everyone there is just like shivering. Oh, my God. So they invited people? They invited people. Oh, my God. I mean, it wasn't like hundreds of people, but there were enough people lining up the building, you know, and they're watching these people say their vows. You know what? 
outdoor weddings are not supposed to be cold. Cold, but you know what's so funny? My wife and I, our wedding anniversary is February twenty fifth. Uh-huh. Our ten year anniversary. The reason why it's February twenty fifth was because we decided to get married right away, uh-huh. and all the days were taken like in March and April and May uh-huh. because that's the better weather. Right. But uh, we went out to Los Patios, which I don't believe is open anymore. But we got married outdoors at this, uh, it was like a cabin type of thing. It was a really good ceremony. It was really nice. And a lot of people have come up to us later on, years later, going, that was one of our favorite weddings because it was intimate. It wasn't small. It wasn't big. Um, it, it was in a unique place. Was it cold? No. It was amazing. It was late February. And it gets cold in February. By the way, it's supposed to get really cold in San Antonio Beginning on Thursday, we're talking about freezing temperatures Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Oh, my gosh. I hate having to, my faucets, making them drip and stuff like that. Oh, I know. It's going to be insane. so on my nerves. Like, I'm tired of letting my faucets drip. And then when I'm asleep, I hear the faucets dripping while I'm asleep. And then I have to wake up in the middle of the night and have to go pee because I hear the faucets dripping. (laughs) And I'm dreaming that I'm peeing. Here are the lows beginning on Thursday. 26, 25. 27, 27 on Sunday, 33 on Monday, 35 on Tuesday. Grab a blanket. Burr. It's cold in here. There, there must, must be, be some, some Toros in the atmosphere. atmosphere. Woo! Woo! Somebody gets that reference. I, I, yeah. I did that on halftime about <laughs> yeah. a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. No, everybody stay quiet. Nobody knew what you're talking about. <laughs> but uh, my, uh, my wedding was perfect. The weather was perfect. It was probably like 55, 60 degrees. It was beautiful. It was outdoors. But again, 10-year anniversary. I'll be taking the week off. I mean, the week off, the day off on the 25th. The week-long anniversary well, celebration. Well, next week, I won't be here for halftime. Carl and James Pledger will be doing the show because I'll be with uh, with Rob and Rudy and Minix and Ryan Agle at uh, L.A. For, yes. for Media Row. So I'm pretty excited about that. That is an awesome, awesome thing. So you have to take plenty of Instagram stories, tons of video, I all that a, stuff. I have a question about that that I want to talk to you about on the other side. So when we come back, we're going to be talking more about this. I have a question. What would you rather have? Would you rather have an autograph with an athlete or would you rather have a selfie with them? And is it okay to cheer for two teams in the same league? If you're a Cowboy fan, is it okay to cheer for the Bengals or the Chiefs? We're going to talk about that on the other side. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Bobby Brown, baby. Coming to concert in San Antonio. The 17th annual Love and Happiness Show, Valentine's Day weekend, Saturday, February 12th at 7 p.m. inside the Alamo Dome. The headliner is Anthony Hamilton, also performing Bobby Brown and Kay Michelle. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com. I'm a huge Bobby Brown fan. I know he's really good. All things new edition. Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, Ralph, and Johnny. Okay, I don't know. Their, I don't know their names like that. Oh come on! I mean, are you familiar with new edition? Well, I was after the new edition. I know era. you're younger than me. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but I mean, you had Bobby Brown. But I remember about Bo- I remember Bell Bobby Biv, Brown. Bell Biv DeVoe. I remember them. Johnny Gill, Ralph Tresvant. I mean, it was good times. Their music was good. I just don't know their names. They live forever. If you play "Poison" by Bell Biv DeVoe at I any club, song. it still throws down. You know who else is like a a performer who I think the music never ages is Usher. If you play Usher from anything from the late 90s, early 2000s, and you play them now, it's still going to be 
good music. Yeah, some music is timeless, like Rihanna's music. Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah, congratulations our, to our Rihanna. Our pregnant friend. Yeah, congratulations our to pregnant, Rihanna. She's our friend in our head. Exactly. She really is, because we talk about Rihanna a lot. Yeah. Well, especially you. I mean, Riri, baby. I mean, come yeah, on. I, mean, yeah. I, I think she's so talented because she can go and do, you know, dance hits to ballads. She's just all over the Makeup. place. Yeah. She does. I'm wearing Rihanna makeup right she's now. She's a mogul. Fantastic. But uh, welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250. We are now on 103.3 FM on the go at sasportstar.com. We are live on Facebook and on YouTube. Search San Antonio Sports Star. Like and subscribe, please. We're also on Twitter. Kelbasa Bacon phone lines open at 656 ESPN. You know, I was thinking about it, talking about going to L.A. for the week of the Super Bowl. Uh Uh-huh. And you know, living some, y'all's best life. Exactly. Now, sometimes you go out and you see a, a former athlete or a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Which would you rather have? Would you rather have, like, if you saw Rihanna? Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you rather have her autograph on, like, let's say that it's a, a CD cover mm-hmm. or uh, an album or or something, right? Or would you rather have a selfie with her? I'd rather have. I wouldn't do a selfie. I'd rather just have, have someone take a picture of us. Okay, well, there you yeah, go. A, yeah, a, I'd rather have someone photo? take a picture. Yeah, because selfies, like, I feel like they're getting outdated at this point. We got to relax with the selfies. But if you take, uh, like, I feel like a picture, like, well, just, I guess because me, nobody would believe me if I say I'm Ariana. Yeah. And if I have an autograph, like, my friends will think that I'm lying and I'm not telling the truth because I'm from Kirby. Like, why would I meet Rihanna? Like, how would, how did I meet Rihanna? I don't think they believe me, so I need some type of, like, photographic evidence. So I'd let someone take a picture of us. David Alejandro reaches out to us on Facebook, says, Autograph selfies have no monetary value. Do, <laughs> do you want any more pictures of me or don't want any more pictures of me? Here's the thing. I will disagree with you, David. I'm going to tell you why. Because I have an autograph of Carrie Underwood. Uh-huh but no photo evidence of it. And I much rather would have had the photo. I met Carrie Underwood after she won American Idol. She was on tour here in San Antonio, and I was let backstage because I knew the girl who was dating the choreographer Mm. of American Idol. Okay? My daughter, Gabby, who is now at LSU, was probably one years old at the time. Carrie Underwood carried her around for about 20, 25 minutes doing a meet and greet, signing autographs for people, holding my daughter the entire time. Wow. Not one photo of that because cell phone cams did not exist back then. Wow. And I had no idea that I was going backstage. Wow. So you wish you have a photo of that moment. I do. Right. Yeah. But what we do have is an autograph of her on a you know backstage pass. Now, think about it like this. And this is how, like, now that you're talking about it, think about it like this. If you were to run into, like, your favorite player of all time, like, Michael Jordan is mine, right? Mm-hmm. Would I rather have an autograph or would I have a, rather have a picture with him? I'd rather have two autographs, one for me to keep forever and then one so I could sell it. <laughs> but they know that, though. I know. They and, know that. Yeah, so then, so should we do the picture then? I think Like, that, I feel like we're going to do group think right now. We should make the decision for the both of us. I wonder what the celebrity would want to have. Uh-huh. It, it, I mean, it, I mean, yes, we, we we're asking for them for autographs. And I, I would never ask an autograph for somebody who, or a photo from somebody if they're eating. Or if you right. can tell that they're with their significant other. I would never do that. Never in a million years. But, you know, I wonder if they had to choose whether to give an autograph or to take a photo, which one they would do. I would think the photo, though, because the photo, it's very fast. It's really quick. I heard that it depends. Like, I've heard celebrities talk about it. And they say, like, they 
it depends. Like, if they're in the mood to take a photo, they'll take the photo. But if not, they'll say, can I give you a hug or can I give you an autograph? Because they yeah. don't look good. They don't want to take a picture because they don't look good. I think that's more like a woman thing. I don't think I've ever met a celebrity who turned me down for an autograph. It's not that I go hunting for Well, them. I was like, do you hunt for autographs? No, I don't. But, like, <laughs> you know. But then again, I think back to, like, certain people that I've met that I never got an autograph from, but I actually had a conversation with. Uh-huh. Like, uh, comedians. You know, they come into town sometimes and they hang out. I've been out and about. I met Dave Attell, who's one of my favorite comedians, when I was in Phoenix. Uh-huh. And I had a great conversation with him for like 10 or 15 minutes. I was surprised that he wanted to spend that much time with me. I've had conversations with the band Def Leppard. Uh, I had a drink with Slash what from Guns N' Roses uh, at the Alamo Dome. What are you, Many, like living like a rock star or something? Well, like, what I, is going on here? I, I, Carrie I, Underwood, Slash, I, like Rihanna. What, back in the day. Where are you? Where do you live? Like, back in the day. Where do you all these people? From 2000 to 2005, I was a news producer and reporter over at oh. KBB. Oh, okay. So one of the things that I would do every once in a while was a thing called The Edge, which was like entertainment type stuff. Okay. So they would send me out and about. And, and I got to meet some of these people, Slash being one of them, complete sweetheart. Phil Collins, not Phil Collins, not not Phil Collins, the with singer, an S? but Phil Collins without the S, who's the guitarist of Def Leppard, was the sweetest guy I've ever met in my entire life. I got to meet Jordan Knight from New Kids on the Block. Hang, I hung out with him four or five times. Wow. It was a good time. So y'all but are besties. For a, 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 summer, a hot minute. For a summer there, me, him, and another friend of mine, we kind of hung out from time to time. Yeah. Wow. And then they got back together, and KOTB got together. And uh, it's kind of weird to me say that I hung out with him, but he was a nice guy. He talked sports with him. You should have been in the group. I you knew killed I, it. I knew the step by step dance moves I know. and everything. No, you could have killed it. I mean, I think you could have killed oh, the group. I, I just confess that I hung out with a new kid. It's all the uh, block. Well, you were. You, did you feel like a new kid on the block? I, I have both photos and video of that. Okay. So good. So time. you're good. You got a lot of moments. Yeah, it's good except times. for the one moment, the Carrie Underwood. Yeah, that's the one you think about. Yeah. Now let me Barely. ask you this. Uh-huh. Let me ask you this. Okay, so talk about moments, right? Yeah. Now, there's a moment in time as a sports fan when your team just doesn't advance anymore, okay? Right. Week 18 for me, when the Saints got knocked out because the Niners beat the Rams, it had knocked my team out. Mm-hmm. Carl was the wild card weekend when his Eagles got knocked out. Yours was probably about week four when the NFL season, when the, the Bears were not mathematically eliminated, but you knew for a fact we that they weren't going fact. anywhere. Yeah. Is it okay to cheer for another team in the same league? Can you be a Bears fan and cheer for somebody else? Can I be a Saints fan and cheer for somebody else? Are there rules regarding this? There are rules, and these are my personal rules. If I'm a Bears fan, right, and my team doesn't make it, I'm cheering first and foremost for every team that's going up against my divisional rival. So in my instance, it would be every team that's going up against the Packers for a Cowboys fans. It should be every team that's going up against the Eagles. You know, that's who you're rooting for because you don't want the Eagles to win. It's kind of like you want to pull them down with you because you guys weren't able to be successful. But when I'm talking about rooting for like one team, one team, one team, Okay. Can you adopt a team? Yes, I can. And, and 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 only because my team is eliminated. So in that instance, I'm going for the Raiders. Okay, because there was that photo circulating on Twitter and Instagram. Bleacher Report had it. Uh, John Machota also mm-hmm. tweeted out. It was that guy uh, in Arrowhead mm-hmm. who had the Mahomes jersey with a Dallas Cowboys cap on. And it looked so funny. But I cheer for Joe Burrow. And because he go he went to LSU, my daughter goes to LSU. Mm-hmm. 
We end things with e e or e a u x the like burrow uh-huh. go burrow, uh-huh. and because of that, I have adopted the Bengals and I adopted them early this season, right? Because I saw what was happening. I saw it before everyone else did. Uh, you're a fan of Joe Burrow. I'm a fan of Joe Burrow, right? Yeah, and and sometimes you can do that, right? Like Patriots fans started cheering for the Bucks because they are fans of Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and me, so me, it's the Raiders. And the reason why it's the Raiders is because I like fan bases that are hardcore. I like fan bases that are very ignorant. They don't care. <laughs> They're the most wild fans. So if I had to root for another team that if my team wasn't, you know, in the playoffs or whatever the case may be, it's going to be the Raiders because they have the most wild fan base. Their fans are loyal. They're hardcore. And I love that about them. Unfortunately, my heart doesn't belong to the Raiders at all, but. I'm closely watching the Raiders if the Chicago Bears don't make it. Now, my rule for all this, and Rudy J, I hope you're listening. How can you cheer for two teams from the same conference? You can't. That's, that's, that, that, that means that you're just a fan of football, and it's okay to be just a fan of football. But don't say, oh, yo, this is your team. When really you're cheering for another team, like you can't cheer for the Cowboys and also cheer for the Bears. Like I don't know what Rudy J is thinking, <laughs> but that you 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 are not as passionate about the Chicago Bears <laughs> like you say you are. Oh my goodness, you, know, you, you, tr- you ran him over with a bus. It, and then you back in. in Rudy's defense, he's a Cowboys fan because of family that is Cowboys fans. Okay, my my man my is fa- a Cowboys fan too, but I don't care. My family, I don't care. My dad is a huge Cowboy fan. My whole family are yeah. Cowboy fans. I'm not. And I'm and I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna let you know if they're going up against the Eagles, I'm not gonna try to rile up our household. I'm going for the Cowboys too. But I'm not going to root for them and hope they win and hope they make it to. No, my team needs to make it to the top. And your team could just do whatever. And I don't care. I'm reporting on it because I live in this area. Yeah. But my team that I love, nobody comes before that. And I'm not cheering for anybody else. Everybody else can move to the Mm -hmm. side. Exactly. Exactly. My team got eliminated. I got to cheer for somebody now. Maybe bet for somebody now. Maybe I cheer for who I'm betting for. Right. But I adopted the Bengals after the Saints got eliminated. And people looked at me going, oh, well, that'll be one weekend out. But no, they made the Super Bowl. Right. So I get to ride that train because, again, I'm a Joe Burrow guy. Right. Now you ask me. So who do you love? I love the Saints. The Saints are my team. So, So you love them, right? So if you really love your team... No other team matters and except Sean, for the Bengals because you like Joe Burrow, and that's only because of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase as right, well. Right, Jamar Chase. And 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 if Sean Payton becomes a head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, I will not cheer for the Dallas Cowboys. I will vilify the Sean da- Payton. You so so uh, so no. you so there is a team that you actually hate, and that's okay. It's not that I hate the Cowboys. I used to hate the Cowboys. Now I'm you kind can't. You of, can't now, love now two I feel, teams. I feel sorry for the Cowboys now. And people it's that been so long. The people that like two teams at the same time, they're the type to cheat. They're the type to have multiple women because you can't commit to one person. Okay, I commit and you to commit my to Saints, the Saints, so and you're when faithful. They, when they get eliminated, I'm gonna move on out. Wow. It's the truth. Coming in strong, CT. Get your team. You love them or you don't. There's no in between. You can't love multiple teams. You (laughs) love one team and you gamble on other teams and you go kind of root for another team if your team's eliminated. But besides that, 
you got to love your team and that's it. <laughs> Especially in the same conference. You're super tripping <laughs> if it's in the same conference. Rudy, we're coming for you, baby. Rudy, hey, he comes and plays here on Wednesday. So hopefully we'll talk about this tomorrow. Hey, when we come back, let's talk about what we're streaming. Also, I'll give a preview of my movie review, which comes out on Wednesday. Warriors, come out to play. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. This is Jason Minnick. Get home with me and Joe Reinagle this afternoon, 4 till 7. San Antonio Sports Star ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. On the go at sasportstar.com. My name's Michael Jimenez. It is Tuesdays with Teague. Carolina Teague is here with me to end the show. Tuesdays with Teague. Don't forget to tune in next Tuesday, too. Yeah, we were talking during the break about chemistry when it comes to being on the radio. And it's kind of funny. It's kind of natural when you and I work together because just like me with Pledger, we're very, very similar, but also very, very different. Correct. We're both Hispanics. Mm-hmm. We both we, like we, to eat. We both have yo-yo diets. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, here's the thing. You know, here's the thing. We both also take heat on Twitter. Like, people love us. People hate us. People love to hate us. Uh-huh. And it's fun. I don't mind it. I, yeah. don't, I don't mind when people take pot shots at me on Twitter. I think it's funny. Uh-huh. Because what that tells me is that they're listening. Yeah. It also tells me they're paying attention. You know, I'd rather the haters, you know, just leave me alone. But, you know, they're there and it's cool. I don't care. You can hate me all you want to because I hate y'all back just as much. Oh, no, no. Just I for, know. I don't like y'all for, either. Uh, like you can handle it. I don't like y'all either. I'm was, just here to tell y'all that. Y'all don't like me. I don't like y'all either. But I love y'all. Don't, because, don't leave a paper trail. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not leaving a paper trail. But, but I don't like y'all either. But but the thing is, is that I don't care I'm because because I would much rather <laughs> I would much rather them listen and hate me than to not listen at all. But they're listening. Uh, we have that promo coming out where that guy called in a week ago saying you're an acquired taste, but we like, like it. sushi. Now. Exactly. You know mm-hmm. what? But beer, whiskey, all acquired taste. But at some point, you start to like it. And that's what this show is. We are evolving as time goes on. You know, we have Teague on Tuesday. You know, we have Rudy J from time to time on Wednesdays. And speaking of Wednesdays, tomorrow is movie review time. I am reviewing a 1979 cult classic, The Warriors. Still haven't seen it. Great movie. Great. You you like it. I saw it one time because I'm I'm like you. And you know what? I wanted to tell you this on the air because I feel like the whole world needs to know this. You always get skewered for your movie reviews, but I take them seriously because I don't watch movies either. So when you say Tombstone's like a C, I'm going to be like, okay, Tombstone's a C because Mike said so because I don't watch movies and I don't plan on it either. Like I don't plan on watching Tombstone ever unless I'm forced to. Um, so I'm just not a movie watcher. I like to watch sports and that consumes a lot of my time, but you know, when it comes to warriors, I have seen warriors and that's a great movie. You know, that's the thing about tombstone. I call it a C plus. I said it was a D plus movie the first hour, but it was an A minus movie the second hour. So what I'm trying to tell people is that it started off slow Mm -hmm. and then got really good, but I averaged it out and I said, well, that makes it a C plus and people roasted me about that. But it's so funny because I take a look at some of these movies. I'm I'm doing this from the eyes of a 44-year-old man. So people are looking at me saying, you're going to love the Warriors. And others are saying, you're just going to roast it and make fun of it. But I'm taking a look right now. It's only an hour and a half long. Thank 
God. What because, do you mean? Because the last movies they've been doing, like Scarface, <laughs> was three hours and nine minutes long. I know. <laughs> now, the Godfather was great. That I have seen. But I was taking a look at some of these movies, and I'm like, my God, why? Can we have, like, like Tombstone was essentially three hours. You were too. in your tombstone by the time the movie finished. Yeah, and I'm, ha- I'm having to like digest this over two days, you know, yeah. because I can't sit there and watch a three-hour movie. What if they're movie? purposefully doing that to you so that way they torture you and they make you watch these long movies? <laughs> what if that's like a that's a thing that they're doing on purpose? Like, have you thought about that? Like, what are you guys doing? No. You guys want me to sit down and watch a three-hour movie? Like, what if they make you watch JFK next? Isn't that like a three-and-a-half-hour movie? <laughs> oh, yeah, anything with Oliver Stone related, you know, yeah. is, is like that, but... Yeah, let's go ahead and try to limit these to two and a half hours because my wife is forced to watch them with me because we're in bed at night. And she's like, oh, it's oh, movie Lord. review Wednesday. What are you going to watch? And then I just sit back and laugh because people got upset that I said B plus to to uh, The Dark Knight. And I said, okay, that's, people, that's a bad, bad B plus for The Dark Knight. Yes, yes. A minus to Scarface pissed off Joe Reinagel. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Urban Cowboy, I gave a B plus to, and that pissed off some people. I'm like, dude, not every movie is You're not going to make plus. everybody happy. Exactly. Now, speaking of, again, the Warriors is what I'm doing tomorrow. Speaking of the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors in town tonight taking on the Spurs. Yeah. Tip off at 730. Again, short-handed team there, the Warriors. They're without Andre Iguodala, without Clay Thompson, James Wiseman, and Draymond Green out Otto Porter Jr. is a game-time decision. Uh But why do you get upset? We've got 30 seconds here. Why are you upset at me being part of Team Tank? I'm upset with you being part of Team Tank because I think that that is a cop-out. I think that you need to really evaluate who you are as an individual and wonder deep, deep inside, why do you really want these teams to tank? Because Why do you hate them so much? Like This is a team that needs to develop. This is a team that's going to take its time. And I do not like your Derek White slander. We need to have another topic on another conversation for another day. But you need to leave Derek White alone. Oh, my goodness. Derek White is just another guy. Whoa, that's absolutely wrong. Another guy. Carl, next week, you need to jump in with me. Let's get Primo back out there because he did well against Spurs in action tonight against the Warriors. 7.30 tip-off. Let's pack the AT&T. I want to stop calling it the MT. NT because no one seems to be going to these games. Let's pack that. Minix and Ryan Agle are back here for the Blitz at 4 o'clock. This is halftime on San Antonio Sports Star.